Welcome to For Something Greater. I am Dominic Hawley, your host, and I am so happy you are here today. This is a podcast where we dig deep into what it takes to pursue your dreams, create an impact, and be a world changer. We get real, honest, and vulnerable. We dig into the challenges, the roller coasters, the triumphs, and everything in between. So grab your coffee or your green drink, and let's dig into today's episode. Welcome to this episode. I had an incredible conversation with Jillian Lucas, who's a very good friend of mine. And so this episode's a little bit more of a conversational vibe between her and me talking about the incredible project that she had called The Last Straw, which reduced single-use straws in bars and actually created an impact where Starbucks and numerous other food chains removed straws from drinks. And It really was a great conversation around what it took for her to do that, what structures and things she put into place. And she's about to launch another project and she's currently stopped in that. So we spent a good chunk of the episode talking about that and what she could do to go from stuck to unstuck. And so I think this would be really beneficial for any of you who are looking to create something. I'm really excited to share it and let's dig in. Welcome, Julian, to the podcast. I'm so happy you could be here today. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to do it in your home. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, for those of you listening, I'm actually currently staying with Jillian, so it's a, we were actually able to grab some time this afternoon to carve out her coming on the podcast and telling the story of what she created last year and what she's creating moving forward. So Jillian, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about the project that you created last year? Okay, um, my name is Jillian Lucas. I live downtown Toronto. I am a server. I've been working in the restaurant industry for, I don't know, 10 or so years now. Um, and what I, the project I created, the project of, of which Dominique speaks, is, uh, <laughs> is Last Draw Toronto. So, yeah. last year, actually, basically, what is today, like the 23rd of, it's, just yeah, passed. It just passed yeah. the year anniversary. So. Oh really? What was the day you did it last year? April twenty first. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. I know. Who knew this friendship was gonna last this long? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so to give you a little bit of background. <laughs> so to give you a little bit of background, what I really actually wanted, uh, and why I was really excited to have Jillian on the podcast, was. She had this idea of what she wanted to create, which I think a lot of people have, and she actually ended up coming into a program I was coaching at the time and decided she was going to create Last Straw Toronto. And so I actually am super excited for this podcast to kind of dig into her entire experience. Uh, But before we do, why don't you talk about the scope? Number one, what the Last Straw Toronto Mm -hmm. was the purpose of it and then kind of the scope that it's it's gone so that people listening really have an idea of uh what got created because it really created some massive change okay absolutely so um the last Straw toronto was a project that i created um asking bars and restaurants to go straw free for a day so we chased i chose 
I chose April 21st. I speak yeah. because there is a we. Tiff and I, I was speaking a we, but I I'm chose Tiff. Tiffany was my partner in crime. So she ran my Facebook, my Instagram, and was basically like my my rock through the whole thing. So yeah. it's like when I wanted to be like, this is too much. She's like, no, we're going. And when she was like, this is, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's, this is, it's happening. So I think that's so good. I'm going to get into that. I'm going to come back um, about what actually made the last draw Toronto successful. And I think that's a huge piece of it. So we're going to dig back into like why that was so critical. Okay, so go ahead. So there's okay. a we. So there is a we. Um, but I chose, I knew that I wanted it to be a Friday or Saturday because I wanted it to be have the most um, impact. And those are the busiest days for bars and restaurants. Like, I didn't want it to be a Monday. I wanted it to be like, I wanted to prove a point and be like, you don't have to put straws in drinks. So basically what I was asking bars and restaurants to do was to go straws on request. Yeah. So any drinks that go out, you don't put a straw in it. If someone wants a straw, they ask for it. Um, and my hope was that it would prove to bars that you don't need to put a straw on everything, that the world wouldn't stop it, it would like mm-hmm. wouldn't stop turning. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, that was mostly it because it was a really easy sell most of the time for exactly that reason. It's, like, it's just one day, yeah, you know, just don't put straws in, in drinks, right? And, and if someone wants one, yeah, we're like, here, absolutely. And why was it important for you to even have them reduce the amount of straws used? Oh, for the straws for me just kind of represent like I'm I'm trying to live like a minimal waste life. Yeah. So any anything I can do in my life to say um, like to reduce the amount of stuff that I'm throwing out, even recycling, right? Just any waste, I'm I'm trying to reuse stuff mm-hmm. um, and reduce and reuse. So. And straws for me just kind of represent this like the epitome of of waste because mm-hmm. so many people don't use them. Yeah. Right. Like so many or so many people throw the lime in their drink, like push, throw, you know, smash the lime down with the straw like three times and then throw it on the bar. And it's like, like that yeah. that and that straw lasts quite literally forever, right? Mm. And then you're throwing thousands of them out at night, right? Like. And I'm sure specifically in the work you do as a server, it must have been really frustrating because you serve straws and then as a person who wants to go minimally waste free is like, you're also throwing away thousands of straws. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Absolutely. 100%. And the other thing was that, you know, I had taken on in my own life asking for no straw when I went to a bar. Right yeah. when I went to a bar or a restaurant and saying no straws to people or no straws to my server or the bartender, and I wanted it to be easier to get a drink without a straw in it. Mm. Like, why should I have to or like to reverse the whole principle? Right, if you want a straw, you can ask for one rather yeah. than me having to say no straw and you know the server forgetting or blah 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 blah. blah. And you know, like I'm, I I fully one hundred percent understand that there are people that it it is. Need like straws. straws make their life like even not even just easier but like I can't drink out of a glass without a straw yeah. because of whatever that is right and that's like that's perfectly okay I mean even people who you know don't want to stain their teeth or don't want to whatever it's like okay right but I mean that means that's like 10 straws a night as opposed to 300 yeah right 
Everybody, okay. Everybody else is just fine. So that's why everybody else is just Everybody fine. else can stop complaining. <laughs> okay, so that's why you wanted to have the last straw. Yeah. As kind of the... Because I was sick of asking for um, no straws, and I created a day. <laughs> I love it. No, but that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Is like, if there's something that bothers you about how things are done in the world, you have the capacity to go change it. I think your campaign is a perfect example of actually what can be created and the impact that can have. So speaking of impact, talk about what actually got created at, like during the campaign and then after that campaign and the influence it's had you know, with that. Um, so, so many places. We had 150 bars and restaurants participate. Yeah. Not just in Toronto. And actually when we were setting up the name, we didn't really want to limit ourselves to Toronto mm-hmm. but web addresses were taken and Instagram things were taken and it came down to being like okay we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put Toronto in yeah. here right yeah and um, you know so we did have people who were like I know it says Toronto but can we participate it's like yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely yeah, everybody. Here, right <laughs> there were places that were so excited that they were reaching out to us mm-hmm. there were places that and by places I mean like bars and restaurants or establishments that were more reluctant and finally kind of gave, I'm not going to say gave in, like gave in, but like they finally like, okay, sure, whatever, we'll give it a try. And yeah. are still, they're still doing it. Like the underground in downtown Toronto was like, oh, really? it's yeah. not, not like fully on board. And I had a very good friend of mine who knows them like ask and be like, da, 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 da. Yeah. and, and they're, they're still doing it. That's amazing. Yeah, which is kind of was like what I wanted to do, right? Was I wanted, yeah. Was to show how easy it was. It's just really easy. Like, I don't continue. even have a problem with you putting um, like a rocks glass full of straws on the bar for anybody. Because I get it, right? It, it gets busy and you'd like that one extra step of like handing, you know, so you yeah. give somebody a drink and then they're like, um, 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 you're like, have a straw. And you're like, yeah. You know, so just, here you go. They can take one. If they want a straw, they can have a straw, mm-hmm. right? But so many people. Yeah, and we went. We actually went out on um, April twenty first last year to like did our little bar hop. Yeah. it was, <laughs> and it was so amazing. It was incredible to be in this. It was jam packed that night. I was like, look at all these strawberry <laughs> drinks. I'm so happy. So talk about the actual like restaurant chains that, as a result of your campaign, decided to go straw free. Um, Starbucks. Starbucks has gotten rid of straws, mm-hmm. and they've decided to do um, like their little sippy cup lid. Yeah. Um, which I'm super jazzed about. And Starbucks, you can do more. <laughs> Shout out <laughs> let's Starbucks not, right let's, now. Let's, let's, let's not rest on our laurels here. <laughs> um, what else? And W just moved to straws and request, and yeah. and those straws are paper straws. Yeah, which um, W I will give you props because all of pretty much everything they have, you can go get your food on a plate. They have real cutlery, they have real glasses. Everything is compostable. Like, yeah, that's yeah. a huge. They, step. They're like huge, huge. Yeah. They're making huge steps in reducing the waste that comes with just takeout food. To mm-hmm. be able to get, you can get your root beer in a real mug and mm-hmm. sit down at a. Yeah. At a A&W. It's incredible. What else? Who else? Kara. So, like, your Swiss Chalet, your Kelsey's, your... I mean, they own half the restaurant empire now. And yeah. And 
they are um, they're making big big moves. And and like to really tie it in that specifically specifically I think Kara can be directly tied into your campaign. Yes. Yes, because at the time I was working at Williams Landing, or mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I was. They again, I had someone talk to them and say. Um, someone who's up in management and talk to them, bring it to the table and be like, hey, do we want to participate in this campaign? And, mm-hmm. um, and they were totally on board. And then it was, I think it ended up being all the landings. So yeah. And that just kind of like... Created that effect. Yeah, I think it just... Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of give you a scope of... Because Jillian, having, having been around Jillian for about a year and a half since this whole thing's happened... And Jillian really doesn't, like, speak to the extent that the campaign actually created, like, the effect that it had in the world. And there was other people who also took the campaign that you did and did it in other cities. Yep. There, there was one in Edmonton. There was one in Calgary. There was one in Ottawa. I mean, I talked to a woman in Luxembourg who's mm-hmm. trying to get Luxembourg to go straw-free. Yeah. Um, oh, I've talked to... You know what? I've talked to so many people, like, all over the place that, that want to do similar similar campaigns yeah yeah this is so great because i really want to like the purpose of the podcast is to really take people from like something that they don't necessarily think is possible Mm. but something that they would like to do to actually empower them and like have them fulfill on that and just because i know like i knew jillian during the entire process i think this is going to be such a great example of actually like what it took from a mindset perspective from an action perspective to fulfill on on it so in the program that you were in that i was coaching was like end of january so you came in end of january did you already have the idea of what you wanted to do had you been thinking about that for a while and you just hadn't taken any action i walked out of I, I definitely I walked I walked into it and I knew exactly what I what I wanted to do. And have you wanted to do something like that for a while and you just hadn't done it um, yet or like where was your I was I'm going to say I'm going to say like it's a no and yes. So mm-hmm. I think there is there's like an activist spirit that lives inside me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing Jillian very well, there is an activist spirit that lives very much inside her. Right? Like, there is a very strong sense of like, things should be, people should be doing things this way and not that way. So, yeah. and it kind of, it really had never occurred to me that this is something that I could have taken on until someone said, oh, you have to create a project. And yeah. I knew, I was like, uh, I think my mind flipped to one thing, and then it immediately, as soon as plastics and straws came to my mind, I was like, oh, I know exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. So, had you always wanted to do something, and you just weren't sure what, or you're like, I just don't, I can't really I do anything? I just think it was just always like, what was I possibly going to do? Yeah, like, how was I ever going to make something come to yeah. fruition, right? Yeah, so yeah. you really have this, I think it's really important to, like, paint, it's like, you have this activist spirit mm-hmm. really inside of you that's like, I want to make a difference. I don't know how to make a difference. And you were kind of resigned and like, I, like whatever. I can't make a difference. But yeah. it's still important. Yeah, absolutely. So then you walked into this program. And this program, as the basis of the program, was to create a project. Yes. So you already knew you wanted to do the last straw. Yes. Campaign. Yeah. So what was... Okay, so you came into the program and then... What was the first bit of that like for you? 
Mm. Now, to I'm, kind of give you some context uh, for the people listening, this program that I coach that Jillian was part of is like a 14-week program that really takes people from like an idea of what they want to do and then actual fulfillment on it. So Jillian had a really great structure on doing that. And Jillian by far was one of the more tangible successes of the program, um, which is why I really want to dig into like what actually allowed her to fulfill on what she wanted to do when she walked in, as opposed to, you know, other people who did the program and then didn't actually fulfill on their project. So you come in, you know, the structure of the program is already there. And then what was that like first bit like for you? I'm going to say it wasn't even rough. It was like non-existent. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I had an idea, but that was basically it. And I had no, um, like I was stuck on all the, I don't know. I want to say like little stuff. Like, I don't know how to, you know. I was like, I know, I kind of knew exactly what I wanted to do. Like, I, like, okay, we can, I totally know how to, what I wanted to do. And mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, how to like Facebook or run an Instagram account or start a website or like anything like that, which is basically where, or how to even to get it off the ground. So this is actually so good. So you had your idea. You already knew what you wanted to do. Yeah. The reason why we're going to be like laughing through this podcast <laughs> is because I like had weekly calls with Jillian. And so it was a very up and down experience. So you had that. And then what would you say is the first step or action you took that you were like, man, this could actually happen? Talking to Tiffany about it was yeah. definitely a huge step. And Tiffany was your friend. Tiffany was right? my friend. So... We were getting together. We had we we're having brunch somewhere, and you know I wasn't even like because that's who I am. Is that I wasn't even gonna mention it to her. Like and and it was Maddie who was like, "What? what? Talk to Tiffany about this." And she was so excited. She was like over the moon excited. She was mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, we can do this and this and this and this and this." And she, like I said, she ran my Facebook. She ran my Instagram. She created a website. Like she made all those things. Um, that I didn't know how to do and and made them happen. Yeah. And then, of course, so Dominique made me <laughs> uh, walk into a bar and just ask for a manager and said, hey, I'm running a campaign to go straw free. And I was wondering if I can grab your card. I would love to get in contact with you. Um, and I didn't want to do that. I threw a full out giant adult temper tantrum. Yep. Yep. And it's very close to tears. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, um, and I did. And ironically, there was a portion of, of our campaign where we went, literally went door to door. Like I collected together, I think six or eight of my friends mm-hmm. and we printed off our posters and just scattered around the city and. Everybody just went and said, hey, or would you be interested in participating in this? And like all over. And that's something you tell me. Was that even fathomable for you when you first began that you would like go to and and ask people? No. Yeah. And I think this is so, I think this is so important. It's like, I think people often get really caught in like, I, I couldn't do this. I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. This will never work. Right. And you at the very beginning for sure would not, would have been like I'm not going door to door like I'm not going to oh, go yeah, ask bars. Like, I'm not. I I can't do that. 
Yeah. But as you, like, gathered momentum, so you got, like, Tiff on your team, mm-hmm. and then you started actually taking, like, movement. And so before you went door-to-door, what movement had, what had you actually created? So you created the Facebook account. You created all the social media accounts. Yeah. And what else have you done? Social media accounts. By the time we were going door-to-door, we actually had a pretty good... I don't like following. I don't even know. I don't know what our numbers were at. I'll be honest with you because I didn't track it that fully, but I had reached out to, I'm trying to think like we already had movement. We had, we had some bars. We definitely had some bars because I think the door to door thing came on. So how did you get the later in the campaign? So how did you get that movement going? Um, I talked to people that I knew. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like I said, I'm, I've been serving for a while now and in Toronto and then all of my friends are people who are serving in Toronto. So it was like, Hey, would you be interested? Like craft in Liberty village was one of the first places Mm. because I knew, um, one of the managers there was like, Hey, can you, do you want to participate in this? And then, you know, uh, Williams Landing. Who else did I talk to? But yeah, I think that's, I think so. I think that's really interesting was going and having those conversations for you a natural thing? Like, even before you went and started going door to door? No, I would say no. I would, um, I definitely had to push myself to do that. And also, but once, like, it's once you're moving, of course, you're just having conversations. Like, you get the first three out of the way, and now you're just like, oh, I got this thing I want you to, you know, participate in. Because I feel like it's once... My one of my bigger hangups during it was like, you know, what if three bars do it, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and that still would have been created some I mean, sort yeah, of change. Exactly, exactly. But like, what but if, I think you that's know, so important. I'm, yeah. 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 I'm handing this stuff out. I'm like, we're creating this thing, and it's like, oh, who else is doing it? And we're like, oh, no one. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, and I think a lot of people really struggle with that. Is like, what if this thing that I want to do really flops? Yeah. And so that's something that you dealt with. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I was very, I want to say a lot of things fell into place. Like it just worked out that, like I definitely did the legwork, but at the same time, like plastic was the discussion of Earth Day. It was like the day before Earth Day. Like, you know, straws and plastics and the ocean are like very much something that's like in the media being talked about. Yeah. So I just fell smack in the middle of that. And with with regards to like media attention and people wanting to have conversations with me, it was like, oh, you know, it was it's something that's very topical. Yeah. So it's like it wasn't like I was coming out of left field and people were were, were like, that's true. I think you know, that I think, video of the you know, sea turtle with the straw is no. It's like everybody yeah. like goes right back to that. And it's like you know. Yeah, I think that's true, and I think you know sometimes you can like take advantage of whatever topic of conversation is going on and like this in social media time. But I think it's also important is like, that would never have occurred had you not created your foundation and action for what you were doing. No, I think people often wait and it's like, well, I don't know if this is the right time. I don't know if this is working like that. And it's like, you all, you miss those opportunities because you haven't taken the steps to be prepared for those opportunities Mm. when they do Mm -hmm. come up. Mm -hmm. Right. So I think, yeah, you know, timing, of it was beneficial for you, mm-hmm. but 
it wouldn't have mattered anyways if you hadn't already taken those steps. Oh yeah, well exactly. Like I said, like we did, I we did the legwork. Like we, I called people, we contacted people, we set up a website. Uh, what else did we do? Um, I wrote a press release that took forever having never written you, a press yeah, release Yeah, you never written a press release. You and Tiff had never written <laughs> no, a press No, and Tiff's release. like, I know what it looks like when I see it. And we kept, you know, I'm sending it out to everybody I know being like, here, can you help us, you know, write this? Or? And whose idea was it to create the press release? I would say that was Tiffany's. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then we just sent that out to media outlets and bloggers and, you mm-hmm. know, Mm-hmm. Everybody. And yeah. It was something we had to keep updating the number on too, because while oh, yeah, we were like, it was like started out with like eighty, and then it was like, oh, now we've got ninety-five percent. Oh, we got a hundred, right? By the time like newspapers would be contacting us, and they're like, okay, so you have eighty participating. I'm like, oh, we've got uh, you know ninety-five now. Oh, now yeah. we have you know. I'm, and that's I'm sure what they want to hear. It's yeah. Like a movement. That's I okay. So I want to kind of pull out a couple things. So. To get where you got to, where because you, you were on na- national. I was on the national. And for people who don't know that, what is that national TV or national radio? No, the the national on CBC Radio. So yeah, it's like a. I don't even. Where know did what you it meet is. Bill Nye, the Science Guy? Breakfast Television. Yeah, so then you were on Breakfast Television. It wasn't Breakfast Television. What else? Uh, uh, um, we are. There's an article in the Toronto Star. I'm trying to think. Tiffany went on a radio show. The same morning that we were on breakfast television, she was on um, CBC Radio. And honestly, I would have to look that up because I don't remember what it's called and she's going to be mad at me. <laughs> it's like it's like a really, you know, she was so excited because she listens. She loves CBC Radio. <laughs> She was on some very important oh, radio show. Oh, I should know. Yeah. With what's his name? Oh, Lord. Anyways. So she did that, and I did breakfast television, and what else? So yeah. looking at it to get to that point, what, I, what, it, what I'm hearing is, like, first of all, like, the most critical piece was getting an accountability person. So yes. somebody who would be there with you. So when you're like, this is the worst idea ever... They're like, no, this is fine. Oh, yeah. And then when they're like, this is the worst thing I'm doing. Why am I wasting all my time? You're like, no, it's actually fine. It'll yeah. be good. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that accountability piece to actually hold you to it. Is yeah. Really, was like really on, on Friday night, and we're still trying to, you know, pump out um, Instagram posts. Like, mm. she had to make each one by hand, right? Like, we yeah. were sending emails out to the restaurants um, and bars to say, okay, we need a picture of your restaurant, and we need a logo. Mm-hmm. Um in now I forget what it's called, but like transparent so she could put the logo on top of the picture and yeah. you know, say like has gone straw free and like build this, you know, so for each one, each hundred and fifty yeah. different places. Pretty much. There was a few that she only had to do like one and then you have to tag everybody in it. Like it was like a huge process, right? Oh yeah. So she's trying to make each of these things on Friday night and like before Because um, the event was what, Saturday? The event yeah. was Saturday. Saturday. And I was like I was like, what if we just say we're so busy, like it's been crazy the response we got, and you know what, you've broken the Instagram machine or whatever. And she's like, No, we're making all of them. I'm like, okay, we're making all of them, right? Like broken the Instagram machine. But like honestly, it was it was yeah exhausting. We were oh, both yeah. exhausted. I we're can like, imagine. You know? 
Yeah, I, so I think that's I think that's really critical. Is when you're doing something you've never done before, having somebody who is there that, to balance off mm-hmm. the emotional highs and lows that come from it. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing I'm hearing is that you start you like really shared it with your friends and family, which made it reality. And they also then started talking to other people. Yeah, absolutely. And there were lots, and I had lots of other friends that, you know, um, Victoria was there through the whole thing. I was handing her off, um, off tasks, like be like, Hey, could you mind like this spreadsheet? Can you like alphabetize the spreadsheet or something? And she's yeah. Like, this is the worst task I've ever <laughs> But it was a matter, everything was happening so quickly. It was like, we couldn't even keep track of what was what was happening right who had sent yeah. his pictures what posts need to be made like what has been done what hasn't been done Lori was there the whole time to help us out jerry talked to lots of people like it was just a matter of katie helped me write basically everything like she proofread everything mm, that i wrote yeah. like it's you such, know such a strong community because it really is more than just you doing it yourself oh yeah 100 percent. it was yeah. you know i was pushing it but i was basically sitting at this table in front of my laptop and just, you know, being like, hey, oh, can you, you know, can you read this? Emily read a lot of stuff too because you yeah. just need, you know, can you make this better? Can you make the sound better? Yeah. How do you write a press release? <laughs> All these things. <laughs> All but, these things. And I, I love it because if you had known about that amount of stuff that you would have had to have done before, you, what would you have done? <laughs> Probably not started. Yeah, probably not started. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, here's a list of 100 things you're going to have to do by the end. Yeah. And it's like, there is no way. Yeah, exactly. I don't know how to do any of I it. I don't know how to do any of these things. But so. when you get the ball rolling, yeah, it's just kind of like, okay, well, now I'm going to figure it out. And it's like, I think really also having people around you that hold you to what you said, even when you don't feel like you're in the space of wanting to do it yourself. Yeah. So even, like, because we joke quite often, you know, Jillian was at a point where she was like, like, I don't know. I don't know how it got came up to, like, just going to bars and asking. Mm-hmm. And finally I just said, Jillian, because we were about to go back into, like, the classroom. And I said, Jillian, like, before you go in, you you need to walk across the street and ask the bar. And you were terrified. Like, you were this close to tears. I oops. And I was like, no. Like, (laughs) this is what's there for you in your project. And you did it. And you came back. And it was just like, okay, I can do it. I'm capable. And I think really surrounding yourself by people who don't settle for, like, anything less than what you are, what they know you're capable of. Right? Yes. And so I think... If you're really looking for an important piece and actually having your projects that you want to create come true, is really having like a select group of people who will not just be like, oh, okay, Jillian, yeah, I get it. Like, it's intimidating. Or like, whatever it is, it's like, no, like, I know this is important to you. Go ask. Yeah. And then, what was that like for you? Because oh, I know you came back different. You came back from this close to tears to like, cute, like, smiling and like, excited. And so taking that action, because had you ever done anything door-to-door or, like, anything like that before? I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I'm not really a door-to-door person. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Someone is like, oh, you know what? I would love to talk to strangers about all sorts of things. Yeah. (laughs) 
And so by you actually doing that and taking that action, what kind of opened up for you after you actually went in and asked them? Um, yeah, I think it was just like the opening of, oh, you know, yeah, this could possibly happen. I'm trying to think what day was that that we were... It's a Saturday. It would have been a Saturday. But had Tiff come with me that morning? She might have. So she might have already been part of it. I'm just trying to think. In my mind, I'm trying to sort this out. Yes, I think Tiff had come with me that morning. She was already part of it. And I finally talked to a, you know, Tiffany was already like, oh, we can do this. And then I talked to, you know, I talked to a restaurant and talked to that bar. Mm -hmm. And and it was like, all right, you know what? This might actually happen. Yeah. 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 I think, like, going and doing things that really make you uncomfortable really once you go do them no matter what the person says because they could have said no but you probably would have still been like well at least I went and asked Mm -hmm. right I think so like so so important okay so then you went you went and you gathered your group of friends and then you all did that which is hilarious considering how much yeah it was my idea pulling tooth and nail to get you to go I had Katie with me the whole time but yeah exactly just going in and talking to people yeah (laughs) yeah and then, was there anything else that was really important in having the campaign kind of be as successful as it was? What else? I mean, the next step after talking to someone at the restaurant was one of the things I did that was I called like a, a random place, Fab Concepts, which owns a whole bunch of bars in Toronto. And I called somebody on the phone. I was like, oh, I want to talk to somebody about this thing that I'm doing. Da, 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 da. Yeah, which is a huge step for you. Yeah, 100,000%. And Because um, you would not. I remember being on the phone. You're like, Dominic, I don't call people. I don't call people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I don't call people. <laughs> you know, to make requests of them. So, and then really it was just, yeah, once it was moving, it was just, it was just moving. And we just kind of had to move with it yes yeah, like once this you ball get the was like going. the ball was rolling down a hill and you're like oh my god like we were chained to it so like now i can't even stop if i wanted to no, exactly like, it's, it's, going. <laughs> it's like it's, sorry we're like we're no longer doing know, this once, once we're on the once we're on the tv it was all over what else oh we were also yeah because ct i think ctv mm, we we're on cp24 oh i was on cp24 oh yeah oh yeah CP- CP24 for <laughs> <laughs> uh, The day of, and we also, so I got interviewed for that, and what else? And then we went to Hemingway's, which was, I think, it was either CTV or it was Global that interviewed us on, at while well, we were at Hemingway's, too. Yeah. So there was stuff, we like, coordinating. I was just excited to be drinking again, I think. I stopped <laughs> drinking for that entire portion. And then... That's also another motivation. Sober, sober Aprils become a theme. So, yeah, I think I had, uh, and I was like, oh, we're going to have so much fun, da, 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 da. And then it, it was like, oh, no, they want, people want us to, you know, want us to be on TV. We have to be here. We have to be there. We have to, whatever. But it was great. It was a, yeah, phenom- it was a phenomenal a- day. I know. It was a phenomenal day. <laughs> So if you were to recap, so if I came to you and said, Jillian, you know what I wanted, I have this idea of um, kind of doing like a cleanup day. Okay. I don't know. 
something environmentally related. And I was like, I have this idea of having a cleanup day. I really don't know what else to do. If you were to look at your experience, I think we pulled out the really key things that were beneficial for you and actually having it come true. What were the top three things that you would say, like, here are the most critical things for you to do to actually have, you know, your cleanup day actually be successful and have it? Um, I mean, yeah, get a buddy. But I mean, even if it isn't get a buddy, but it's also just a matter of um, speaking to everybody you know and telling everybody what mm. you're doing. Because mm-hmm. then, yeah, you're just kind of held accountable yeah. for it. I suppose is the way to put it. Yeah, go back into the hedgehog hole. Right, hedgehog yeah. Hole. People were like, oh, what about that thing you were doing? And you're like, oh, yeah, that thing. Well, I wasn't talking about doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else? I mean, yeah, you want to get somebody who, all that stuff that you don't know how to do. There's going to be things that you don't know how to do. Like, I'm really good at coordinating things. Like, A plus at that. Mm. But... I have no knowledge when it comes to creating a website or doing anything on Instagram. I had to, I was lucky enough to connect with somebody who actually knew about like hashtagging things. And when I sat down and I like wrote everything and he got like, when he went too deep, I was like, yeah, we're too deep now. (laughs) I don't don't even know what those words were. Like I'm good with, you know, hashtags. Okay. Can do. What else? Um, if you wanted to create a cleanup day, can like connect with, local businesses or um probably talk to the city of whatever that you're that you're dealing with um like really and try to get and work on getting publicity like Mm -hmm. get it out there write your press release make it fun interesting i'm trying to think inside my head what else and what would you say is like the biggest mindset because there's a lot of people who have really good ideas Mm-hmm. And very few people fulfill on them. Right. Right? And you fulfilled on an idea of yours. And this is really interesting. I'll probably have you back on the podcast is you're, you're launching something else that, again, you have absolutely no, no experience in. Yeah. I'm going right? to and try to do my website. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. what are you what are you creating? Um, I am creating a business mm-hmm. where I um, basically am a consultant for people for people for individuals for businesses I want to get into um, even like I'm gonna say institutions such as schools yeah. or you know universities music festivals just really actually I don't really care what the platform is but what my what I want to do is um, help them to reduce their their waste yeah um, and this is something you've never done before no is create a business creating a no never I've never created yeah exactly. so this is actually maybe this would be beneficial is what did, what did you learn from like a mindset and kind of um, like a mindset slash habit thing from the last draw campaign that you know if you carried into starting your business would be beneficial to connect with people that know how to do things that I don't know how to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm lucky enough to have that that group of people around me that like I can I can lean on them, and I mean, really, the one thing that I I haven't been doing and I need to do is like really just believe that it's that it's possible. I, like that's the mindset in which I need to be in. It's like yeah, why well, can't I mean, it, what what if it what if it does fail? Right? Who cares? Like. Whatever. Look what you've created. Step outside of that. And what if it goes fantastic? 
Both yeah. of those are options. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, right? Both, both of those both are options. Really, you know, sure. we all get really worried about the failing part of it, but that's, it's a 50-50 chance, right? Yeah. Or whatever, you know? It might work out great, it might not, and neither of those mean anything about anything. And I think, so, just because I'm, like, way in the back with, like, behind the scenes with you on this, mm-hmm. is, like, I know it's easy to say that. And I know, actually, like, if we were to bring some, like, transparency into this, you've been really st- stopped in creating oh, your business for a while. Right? Yeah. So this actually might be beneficial for anybody who's listening who really wants to start something and has maybe taken baby steps and then stopped and taking baby steps and stopped. Is like, if you look at, because you've been talking about doing it for, yeah. like, a it's couple been, of months it's at been least. a couple of months now. Yeah. So if you take a look at what's been missing from your experience in the last straw campaign, to you actually starting your business, what would you say has been missing or not in place to kind of have the momentum get started in your business that you had in the last straw campaign? Mm, tangible goals. Mm, like okay. every week. Yeah. You know, like writing down every week, probably every day, right? Writing down like actual people I'm going to talk to, things I'm going to do, like steps I'm going to take, mm-hmm. right? And and really seeing that, once you write it down, you really know where you're going from there. Yeah. Does that make sense? I'm trying to... That's what's really missing is that I've just been, I don't know, probably consumed with the thoughts inside my head for the yeah. last seven and a half months. And I, but I, that's think, everybody, I think everybody does. It's like, it, it could not work out. Like, oh. Uh. Yeah, and I'm letting, letting that, like, nagging, what if, what if this doesn't, you know, what if this doesn't work out, then I'm letting that consume me more than the what if it does. And if you look at the mindset from what you had in the last straw campaign that actually because I know you you struggled with that in the last straw campaign in the very beginning yes before you actually got the amount of momentum going what's missing currently right now for you in launching that business um a feeling of I can do this and a lot of it too as I'm gonna say is like a devil may care attitude which is the kind of you know, like, well, we're doing this, like, mm. you know, that's mm-hmm. the kind of that feeling of being chained to that, you know, chained to that boulder that's rolling down the hill. You're like, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, but I, and I haven't moved enough. I haven't done enough yet to make it alive, right? Yeah. It's not, it's not alive inside my mind and it's probably not in, also not alive inside other people's minds. They're like, what about yeah. that? where I'm totally in that, like, what about that thing you were talking about? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, that thing. <laughs> As opposed to, yeah, as opposed to being like, look, I'm doing this and now I need to be. And if I can, uh, if, yeah, if I can add, just because I was so close to you, mm-hmm. all, both of them is like, kind of the rigid structure. Yeah. Right? Yes. So I was the one that really had Jillian every week on our phone calls. I was like, Jillian, where are we at? Jillian, where are we at? And I think in the beginning, when you have no evidence to support that what you have is working, often people are like, well, it's not working. Like, they'll try something, they'll spend two or three days, and then it still still doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think when you have somebody outside of your own, like, perspective – of saying like okay what's the next action what's the next action and what's the next mm-hmm. action when you don't have any results to prove it's going to work 
that keeps the momentum going until it actually is in reality. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, 100%. Is like a person, and so I think TIFF also provided that for yes, you, right? Yes, 100%, 100%. And I think that that might be missing. I think that's beneficial for anybody listening. Is like that actually is probably the most critical piece. Is like when you have no results to show that it's working, you need somebody who's going to hold you accountable to taking the set actions you said you're going to take every week. Yeah, get a coach. <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, I mean, or just an accountability buddy. But I mean, if they're, uh, they don't even need to be a trained coach. I mean. Yeah, it's really you, somebody just who, like every Tuesday like, at three. You, yeah, so you give them you give them their list, your list of things you're gonna accomplish this week, and exactly yeah. Tuesday at three p.m. they call you and you're like, all right, what have you accomplished this week? And you're yeah. like, nothing. And they're like, oh, that's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know that that call's coming, and eventually, that call is like, oh, I have to do something <laughs> before I have to tell this person again that I've done nothing. Yeah, and Jillian and I had like several calls, you know. She, I think, dreaded, but I think that incentive. <laughs> totally did. <laughs> All my other coaching calls are like sunshine and roses compared to the ones I've had with you. And I think that is that like that a hard stop of like I have a call with somebody I don't want to waste their time with. I need to take some sort of action. Mm-hmm. It's really, really critical. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if we were to cap, if we were to recap. What it what I heard was you find an accountability partner mm-hmm. or buddy mm-hmm. that really holds you accountable mm-hmm. and you keep taking actions regardless of what results you see for an for a specific time period. You talk and share about it with everybody you know because mm-hmm. then it's actually out there in reality as opposed yeah. to your own head. Yeah. And yes. you can't your, hide. Your head's a dangerous place. Yeah. Things things inside your head disappear very quickly. Yeah. And the third one, what would you say is the third one? You kind of want, it's kind of the place of like all or nothing. Or all, everything and nothing. Not all or nothing. Everything (laughs) and nothing. Like, this is like so important to you. So you're willing to like put your heart and soul into it. And the world is not going to like collapse if this doesn't work out. Yeah. that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, I think for what works so well for entrepreneurs and like I've listened to other podcasts where they're talking to people about, you know, the business that they've created and everything is like, they were just going hard, right? Like foot down, like making this happen. They put everything into it. But at the same time, it's like, had it not worked out, the world wouldn't have ceased to exist. And most of them are, we're dealing with failures. That, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I think it's so true. And through the failures, you you learn the lessons. I think you might not learn when you have the success, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when yeah. You t- when you talk about you know in the world of like inspirational quotes and blah 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 that you know Thomas Edison failed to create a light bulb so many hundreds of times before one existed. It's not that he's it's not that he's failing. It's just that he knows, you know, 150 ways that it doesn't work or yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. Right? Like so in the world of it like this is so important to me and it's not the end of the world. Yeah. And like, it's so in a important. in a like I'm a failure sort of way. Mm-hmm. Oh no, like I can't go about me. I can't go on. Yeah. Okay. This I actually I love this because I think your project, like the what you created hasn't you had no previous experience and you created something that really really made a lasting impact. Mm. Right? 
you can walk into places and see the impact you had. Yeah. And yeah, I'm actually shocked when I get a straw in my drink. Yeah. Now in the or upset. Or yeah. Or upset. Why is this in my beverage? Yeah. Yeah. And and I think we really dug into like what made it what made it happen. And for anybody who wants to go out and do anything, whether it's in their perspective, small scale or large scale or whatever, really taking those three things that Jillian talked about, which was an accountability accountability partner, sharing with people, and then really like, this is important to me and the world's not going to end, really keeping that in the balance is beneficial and not looking at results for the first while. Right, mm-hmm. it's like I'm just going to continue to taking these actions and just ignore what's happening or what's not happening for a while, right? Yeah, because it'll take a while yeah. to put those blinders on and just go do it. Yeah, exactly. You make your list. Who are you? Who are you having conversations with this week? It doesn't matter. Like, oh, you know, no one said yes or da da da. It's like no, right? You know, who are we having conversations? Yeah, with this week? I can't finish I'm really the podcast. Pasting, I'm really pasting myself into a wall. I, I, yeah, yeah, I was, I was just. <laughs> just about to say the podcast can't end without Jillian being like okay now what am I going to do for my my business that I'm launching I am going to for anybody who like we have no video on this right now but literally Jillian has her eyes closed like I'm just going to avoid the world right now like I think I'm sleepy I should go take a nap that's um, okay. <laughs> um, sit down, create a website. What else do I need to do? I've got a, I've got a zero waste guide that I've got nothing on. Who am I going to have conversations with? I don't know, man. I got to make that list. Um, and you need to find yourself an accountability partner. Mm-hmm. And I need to find myself an accountability partner. Someone who's going to really hold me to my, uh, can I swear on this podcast? <laughs> Crap. <laughs> So I'm gonna have Jillian back on because this is so. This will be a really good like 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 where where are we now? Yeah, where are we now? In two months. Where are we now? We actually I might do another like you know at the yeah I think this would be really good. This is like what actions did you take? What have you taken? Yeah, because I think you people often only hear about it when it's completed. So I'm excited. And this provided really tangible steps for people who want to start something and don't know where to begin. So I'm excited for what people are going to do. Let's rock and roll. Jillian has a consulting business to start. I do have a consulting and, business to start, too. Um, she's going to blow this... Po- what is the yeah. phrase? Popsicle stamp? Blow. <laughs> I'm horrible at phrases. I just make them up. Um, okay, awesome. We. I will have her back. So that was it. That was the episode with Jillian. It really was a great interview and conversation because even though she created this amazing project that's had long lasting impact and change, she is also equally stopped in creating her next project. And so I hope you guys really connected with the humanity of what it takes to actually go and create something and how it's possible to get stopped and what she's going to do to go make her next project happen. So I'm so excited you guys listened in. The next episode is with an amazing mother and woman, a very good friend of mine who has created an organization that impacts women and mothers in Haiti. So listen in. That is really heart touching. And again, 
super incredible. So until next time, go and have a beautiful, beautiful day.